Hey guys, it's RJ and Angie, and this is the Rich by Intention podcast. Our guest today is Lee Hoffman. He spent 18 years as a financial planner and corporate finance manager before quitting his job to write full-time in 2018. Ever since, Lee has been writing about early retirement, credit cards, travel, insurance, and other personal finance topics. He enjoys showing people how to travel more, spend less, and live better through the power of travel rewards. In this episode, we discuss travel hacking 101 how to travel less at a fraction of the cost that other people are paying. We hope you get a lot out of this episode. As always, thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at Rich by Intention. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, Lee. Thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. It's great to be here. No, we're really excited to have you on. So for those who do not know you, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'm a former banker. I used to work in banking for about 20 years. So I know all the ins and outs of what banks are looking for and and basically kind of like all the loopholes that we can use to be able to travel for free and to improve our finances through the bank products. So I I run the the baldthoughts.com website. I've been writing there since December 2012. I teach people how to travel more, spend less, and live better through the power of credit cards and loyalty programs. I'm also the host of the We Travel There podcast, where I interview people from all over the world to find out the best things to do in their city. Awesome. Awesome. So you have a very diverse background. I guess the first question is, how did, how did you get started in travel hacking? <laughs> well, I used when I worked at Bank of America, I had a portfolio of clients and one of them was a travel agency. And so this was probably 20 years ago. And the, the travel agency person I was working with said, look, you should get an uh, airline card and a hotel card of the ones that you like the best and just focus all your spending on those. I said, okay, that's pretty cool. So I started focusing on Southwest and SPG, which is now Marriott, and was working through all that. And I started dating my wife in 2006, I think it was. And we started dating. And, and instead of going on dates, we would actually just go on trips. Like we would like two or three weekends a month, instead of going out to like a nice steak dinner or whatever you're trying to do whenever you're trying to woo your spouse, we would actually just, hey, let's go to Chicago for the weekend or let's go to San Francisco or, well, that's, or wherever. That's one way to woo uh, <laughs> someone you're dating. <laughs> But yeah, we, we just we, travel. We talk about date night. So you, you pick them out. I right know, now, right? You know. So no, yeah. I'm sure, you know, as, as you know, we focus a lot on couples on this podcast. So, you know, if we can make some travel date nights, that'll be cool and make it economical. So hey, tell us more. Absolutely. So one of the things I had was the, the Southwest Companion Pass, which to me, all those, some of my, my airline nerd friends, you know, we kind of uh, talk bad about Southwest, but to me, they have the best program of any airline because there's no, no change fees. You can check your bags for free, everything like that. But the number one thing is they have the Southwest Companion Pass. And with that, you could, your, your designated companion right now, it's my son. They can fly anywhere you fly for free, whether you're paying cash or using your, your points to book a ticket. And so when my wife and I would travel back then, I would pay for one ticket. She would fly for free. We basically would split the cost. And then we would use my either my timeshare or my hotel points to book the, the hotel. And so it was a really economical way to travel, really economical way to spend like a, a weekend together, really getting to know each other, you know, before you commit to each other for life, you want to get to know each other because like travel can bring out the best and the worst of you, you know? So <laughs> yeah, we, so we've been doing that all the time. And then after a few years, she's like, well, I want to go to Paris. And I said, well, Southwest doesn't fly to there, baby. You know? So uh, I really had to start kind of digging in and everything because I didn't want to spend thousands of dollars for us to fly to Paris and be able to spend like a week there. And I was able to earn enough miles through all the different things I learned 
So that way, not only could we fly, but we were able to bring our son at that point. He was uh, just over two years old. And then we also brought our mom and we flew economy there and we flew business class on the way back. And so it was pretty amazing seeing my 26 month year old son, like sprawled out on a, on a life flat business class seat. It was just really one of those awesome things that just really creates amazing memories in your mind. So no, that's really cool. So you went from banker to, uh, you know, having that interaction with that travel agent who said, Hey, use these credit cards for points. And Mm -hmm. it just became a passion. It sounds like from there, once you kind of learned the process. Absolutely. I I call it, I kind of call it like the matrix. You can either take the red pill or the blue pill, right? You can go back to your normal life of paying cash for everything and being stuck in, you know, basic economy back there, you know, wedged between two big dudes, you know, in the middle seat, or, you know, you can learn some different hacks and use your spending that you're already doing to maximize the miles and, and points that you're going to earn. So that way you can spoil yourself every, every so often on a nice business class flight, you know, to Europe or to, to Asia or wherever you want to go. As you're speaking, I'm just like, whoa, like one for me personally, travel hacking seems so confusing. Like there's so much to, you know, sift through with the credit card points, the hotel points, et cetera. But also as, as you're speaking, what comes to mind is using credit cards to acquire points. You know, I'm just thinking about the debt that can possibly be accrued with that. So like, what is, what's some advice that you can give to our listeners who may not be in the you know, best financial situation who want to try out travel hacking? Sure. So I, I definitely recommend do not do this, uh, getting new credit cards and stuff like that. If you don't have a control of your spending, if you can't resist, right? You get a new credit line, you're oh, I got $5,000. I can go spend $5,000. No, do not do that at all. Because it's like, you got to play the long game, right? It's not a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And you see these offers, they're amazing. Like, oh, 100,000 points here, 150,000 points there or whatever. It's great. But if you mess up and you get in, into a lot of debt, you can't afford all this stuff. You can't go on vacation if you can't afford to pay your minimum payments and, and, and pay off your debt every month, right? And so one, if, if you're in a situation where you're not ready for a new card, don't get a new card, right? There are other ways to earn miles and points without getting a new card. There's even ways to do it if you're just using a debit card, well, I know a lot of people are resistant to debt. They don't want credit cards, right? They follow the Dave Ramsey and they're like, okay, we're not getting credit cards. There are a couple of ways to do that is there's a program called DOSH, which is cash back. And they, there's a bunch of different participating restaurants. So you register your card through that program, just do it once. And automatically, every time you shop at any of those restaurants, you automatically get anywhere probably from three to 10% cash back on your meal. So that's, that's number one. If you pick like a, whatever airline you like, like I said, I like Southwest, some some people like American Airlines or United or whoever, just type in Southwest Dining Rewards in Google. And there's actually a dining rewards program where, again, you just register your card once. And every time you dine at a participating restaurant, you're going to earn miles and points from that purchase. And sometimes they stack where you can earn both Dosh and those rapid rewards, like dining program uh, points, right? So now you're getting a double benefit. Plus, if you have a card that already earns rewards, now you're earning rewards three different ways. So again, that's without having to get a brand new credit card. Same thing. Most of us shop online. I'm busy. I got two kids. My wife's a a busy professional. I'm trying to write, trying to create new content all the time. I don't have time to go down to the mall or the store or whatever. I buy everything online. So if you, instead of going to like target.com, go through cashbackmonitor.com first. And we're there. It's kind of like an Expedia 
where it shows you all the different options for you to be able to earn cash back or miles or points on your purchase. I just want to be clear. So like going to these websites, you can use the card that you already have, whether that's a debit or credit card that you already use and can kind of start accruing even more cash back and rewards using just your normal credit card. For sure. And wow. actually uh, a lot of the stores, even if you have like, say you bought a gift card, you got one for, for birthday or Christmas or, or your anniversary or whatever, you can actually use the gift card by go through that portal, click through their link, and then you're going to get the miles or points of cash back, cash back monitor, or their different, the different partners, the websites that are there, and then use your gift card and you'll be able to earn miles and points through that as well. Got it. No, oh, that sounds, that sounds cool. That sounds like we're about to start entering the matrix, <laughs> <laughs> but follow up to that. I'm thinking about, you know, people who are financially stable, no debt, and they're like, okay, I'm ready to tackle travel hacking. Where yeah. should they start? I have a little course where I, I teach people, look, start with the end in mind where it's like, okay, where do you want to go? What destination do you really want to go to? For example, we went to St. Kitts a few years ago. And if you love Hilton, no matter how much you love it, no matter how many millions of points you have with Hilton, guess what? There's no Hilton options there. So you're not going to be able to use those points there. Same thing, certain airlines don't fly there. So figure out where you want to go first and kind of work backwards from there. Say, okay, what hotels are available in that destination? And maybe they're only, they only got the, like the low end budget, you know, hotels from their brand. You're like, you know, it's a, this is our anniversary. We want to have a great time. I want to be able to spoil my spouse. And I don't want to stay at the, the Hilton Garden Inn. You know, I want to stay at like a Ritz or, you know, a, a Park Hyatt or something really nice. And so, okay, so let's, let's look what the options are available on that island. And a lot of times what I'll do, I'll just go to Expedia. You type in the destination and just see what all the different options are. You can kind of filter out the results from like the Airbnbs or the other little boutique hotels and just look for the bigger, the bigger name brands. And then from there, say, okay, here's all the different ones that are available there. Which ones am I really looking at? Do I want something higher end? Do I want something like, do I want something like a residence in and I'm traveling with my family? I want to have a little more space. I want to have that free breakfast in the morning. So maybe I want that. Or look, we're not going to be in a hotel very much. It's all about just getting there and having a place to sleep. I want to go out there and enjoy everything at that destination. So I really don't care much about where I'm staying or what I'm doing. I want to focus on all the attractions and all the everything else that's going on in that, that destination. And so based on how you want to travel and where you want to go, that's really where you want to kind of focus. And then from there, obviously, register for every airline and hotel loyalty program that you can think of because it doesn't cost anything. The only thing you're obligated is receiving their emails every so often. And maybe you you put it to like a junk folder or a specific folder, or you just create like a fake email address that's like a, not going to uh, inundate your inbox and have all the messages go there. Because a lot of times what they'll do, they'll send you promotions where it's like, hey, you're going to get double points on, on your next day. You're going to get extra points or you're going to get a little bit of elevated status or accelerated status based on your stays. So register for those promotions, right? And and even if you don't plan on travel, you never know if you if something may come up at last minute. So register for the promotions because a lot of times they have a limited time frame upon which you can register. And they last for sometimes several months. And you go, oh, you know what? I just got invited to my friend's wedding. I got to go this weekend. And you didn't know that you know, a few months ago when that promotion was available. And now you already registered and you know that you can, you can take care of that. But generally what I, t- I recommend people do is focus on one airline and focus on one hotel. That way you can try to accelerate your status as much as possible, because even if you're only going to get to like mid-tier status, 
you're still going to get a lot of times, you know, late checkout or early check-in. You maybe get, certainly you're going to get extra points on, on whatever pay, paid stay you're going to do there. But it's those little perks sometimes that make the, a little bit of a difference. A lot of times, if you, again, if like what you're saying, if you have, if you're in the right state where you're saying, okay, I'm okay with getting a new credit card. A lot of times, if you get the credit card of the hotel, you're going to get automatic mid-level status, which is going to guarantee you maybe like an upgraded room. You know, you're going to get, again, early checkout, I mean, late checkout, early check-in, some of those types of benefits just for having the credit card. And most hotel credit cards, which I really love, is you're going to pay about a hundred bucks for the card, but you get a free night every year. So it's free, but you paid for the card, but it's free. So a lot of times you can use that free night for a hotel room that's 200, 300, $400, and you paid a hundred dollars for it. So if you're going to travel anyways, I look at it as like you're basically buying a Groupon for future travel, you know? So you're getting a, a really nice room at a fraction of the cost of what it'd be if you paid cash. So no, this is, you dropped so much great information. Very helpful for, we were actually just talking about travel hacking this morning because we have a few trips <laughs> this summer and we're like, okay, we are going to hack it. Okay. Like, like never before. But one of my questions, one thing that stood out to me, you said, focus on one card and one hotel from your, or one airline in one hotel. From your experience, what can you recommend to our listeners as that one hotel and one airline that will give you really great perks? Yeah. What are the rookie card, the rookie credit cards that you should look at? <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, a lot of times what they'll do for what they recommend for people that just they're not, you say, okay, which hotel, which airline? They're like, I don't know. Whatever one is the best available, yeah. whatever's the best price, that's the one I want. And so with that, you actually want to use like a flexible card, you know, instead of an airline or a hotel card. So like some of the flexible cards, like the Chase Sapphire Preferred, the Capital One Venture Card, you know, City Premier, those types of cards, which they earn miles and points from the bank's program. And the bank's program allows you to, to redeem those points for cash, or you can transfer it to their airline and hotel partners. And from that, maybe you can redeem it for even higher value. But when you're picking a card, Again, I, I generally recommend looking for a card that based on the airline or hotel that you really prefer. And maybe it's one of those, those transfer partners, right? But I also look at it as where do you spend the most? Like what type of, like, do you do, you do a lot of dining? Do you do a lot of groceries or you buying gas? Like a lot of us like drive around all over the place. I'm like the soccer dad right now. I, I drive my kids to like all the soccer games and practices and everything like that. So I spend a lot on gas. And plus, obviously, gas prices are high right now, right? So you're spending a lot more than you normally do anyways. So with that, maybe you want a card that earns bonus points for gas or groceries or dining, whatever you spend the most in those categories. Or again, like you and I, we both have small businesses. They also a lot of times have business cards that are very similar to the personal cards. And so you can actually kind of do like a, a double whammy, right? You get one card that's earning miles and points on the personal side of your expenses. and You get like the corresponding card for your business. And now you're able to earn miles and points uh, from both sides and be able to kind of combine them all into one bucket and accelerate that much faster to be able to get that redemption for that, that flight or that hotel room. So oftentimes when you open up these cards, there's like a minimum balance that you have to meet in order to get those points. And sometimes that can be overwhelming because, you know, you have to spend thousands of dollars within a certain time frame or a short time frame. It's sometimes it's three to six months. So what can people do? Like what advice can you give people 
who, you know, want to open up these cards. They need to spend thousands of dollars in order to get the, 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 the points accrual. Like how can people meet that balance target? Sure. So generally most cards are going to have a, a pretty healthy bonus. They're going to want you to spend about $3,000, three to $4,000 within about three months. So if you break it down, that's a thousand dollars a month. So by the time you pay for gas and pay for groceries and your utilities and your cell phone bill and stuff like that, that's pretty close to a thousand bucks, I would say for most families. Right. And so it's not that difficult to be able to reach there for a lot of people. Some people it is like a lot of our frugal friends, right. They are spending the bare minimums. They're not, they're not spending that much every month. So a lot of times what you'll do is you'll line the application of the card up with timing of a big purchase, right? You're paying for your auto insurance or your homeowner's insurance. You're paying for your property taxes on your home if you own one. Maybe your your tuition for your child's education, whether it's private school or college or whatever. Or maybe you're looking to do some improvements in your home or you just have like auto repairs or home repairs you got to do. So if you time your application for the credit card with one of those bigger purchases, it makes it so much easier to be able to hit that minimum spend requirement. I think, you know, one thing we want to point out, I think you gave some great advice, but one thing is that you need to pay the balance off every single month. (laughs) Don't, don't gain any interest on your credit cards that you're opening. Make sure that you can pay it off every month, have the money saved or stashed somewhere that you normally would use to, to pay, you know, whatever, whether it's groceries or, you know, utility bills, et cetera, but have that money saved. So you can just put it on the credit card to pay off. Absolutely. The big name of the game here is basically maximizing what you're already spending to get as many you know, miles and points and other rewards as possible. For some people, it is something that's like a slippery slope. They get into one of these reward cards and it's like, you get the FOMO, you get, you're get you like, oh, it's so attractive. I want to be able to earn enough miles and points for this vacation. Next thing you know, there are thousands of dollars in debt for a vacation that was like a fraction of the cost of what they just spent. right? And so you have to show that restraint and really only spend what you're going to spend anyways and avoid that debt and stay like avoid those interest charges. Yeah, no, I think that's really true. I'm thinking of like timing, right? Like in terms of the, either the best time of the year, like when is the best time to do the travel hacking? Is it, you know, during the summer, fall, like what, when should people like, like plan strategically to do it? Year round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, it really, everybody's time frame is different, right? Some of us want to travel for the holidays. Some of us want tr- a summer travel. Some people like all about spring break here in, in Tennessee, you know, we have fall break as well. Right. And so it depends upon what you're, what's going on. And also it's a matter of, like we talked about, some people can't hit those minimum spend requirements based on their normal monthly spend. So based on that, you just have to time it based on, you know, when you're, when you're going to have a big purchase. Right. And so, yeah, that, I mean, like I said, it's, it's kind of a joke you know, year round, but that's really the, the truth of it all. Right. So that's with the credit cards, but year round, you should be thinking about how to use those miles and points throughout the year. Like like I said, just set up a bookmark on your website for cashbackmonitor.com. And so whatever place you're going to go shopping online, just hit that bookmark on your browser. That way you go there first and say, okay, what do I care about right now? Some people like your, your opinion or your goal is going to change sometimes. Hey, you just got back from a big trip. Maybe spent a little bit more than what you should have, or maybe you're trying to work off your debt. I'm going to hit up all the cashback offers first, you know, or you go, you know what? My anniversary is coming up next year. It's a, it's a big one. Maybe it's 10 year, 20 year, whatever. And I really want to be able to spoil my wife or my, or my husband or whoever. 
So I'm going to go in there and, and focus on getting certain airline miles or hotel points on my purchases. So it really depends on what you're trying to do and what your goal is and what's the most important to you financially at this point to be able to do that. One follow-up question. You mentioned earlier that you brought your 26-month son on a trip with you. Are there any strategies for, for little ones when you're travel hacking? <laughs> well, number one, domestically, if they're under two years old, they fly for free as long as they're in your lap. And so we flew as much as possible when they were, when they were two years old, under two years old. That way they could fly for free. So I, my frugal heart was like happy as could be. When they like, my wife was flying free as my companion, and my you know my son was flying free as you know, for being a toddler, and so that was amazing. And so, but when you start flying internationally, generally the airlines will charge you either a fraction of the cash price or a fraction of the the miles and points price. Or you know some some parents are like you know what this is gonna be a ten hour flight. I don't want to have my child sitting on my lap for the entire ten hours. I don't I don't want to do that. And so they're gonna say you know what we need to focus on, on getting enough miles and points. To be able to book a, th- a third seat because they need to have their own seat. They may they may be sitting in my lap for a little while, but I need to be able to have them sit in a seat because I'm going to pull my hair out if if they're climbing on me for the entire ten hours. No, this is that's great because you know we have a toddler ourselves, <laughs> and we want to make sure that we uh, are intentional with how we hack hack for her too. So you've dropped some really great advice. I know things that I'm going to take back and like all of the websites that you mentioned you know, I'm definitely going to look into these and see how we can utilize them. Are there any other hacks or websites that you can recommend to our, to our audience so that, you know, they, it can just be on their radar? Sure. Sure. Let me take a step back first. A couple more tips for when you're traveling with like a, a, a young child, especially when they're kind of a baby, they're not really able to speak and, and talk to you that either breastfeeding or bottle feeding as you're, before you take off and, or as you're taking off or as you start to, to, to land, Babies and young children can't regulate their ear pressure. They don't know like the adult things of, oh, chew gum and like swallow or, or whatever. They can't do that. So the, the kind of like the suckling motion helps them regulate their ear pressure and avoids a lot of like the, 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 the cries and the screams of, of the young children who are hurting. You know, it, it hurts us as an adult. It really hurts them as well because they don't really know how to do that. Also, electronics are your friend. I know a lot of us try to limit electronics for our children. Hey, you only get a little bit of time every night. But when you're on the flight, just do it. Just give them the iPad, you know, download some movies off of Netflix or Disney Plus or Hulu or whatever, and just load it up and say, you know what? We're just know that we're not going to be doing our normal thing and, and do that. Also, before you get, on, get in line, hit the bathroom. Even if they say they don't have to go to the bathroom, hit the bathroom. Because the last thing you need is when you're on the, on the runway and you get ready to take off and they're like, I got to pee. You Mommy, know? And I got to potty. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so it's just <laughs> handle it, get it done. And also bring in your bag or their bag, little snacks, yeah, little like, or even like wrap up a couple of little treats where like you can surprise them with, Hey, if you're good, you get to open this, whatever you got to do, bribe them, whatever you got to do, <laughs> just, you know, uh, you're going to be much happier if they're yes, happy. You're right. You know? <laughs> we, we had our first travel experience last year with our daughter, you know, due to the pandemic, we, we didn't really go, go anywhere until last year. And so you know, I did all of those tricks. I, um, you know, had a bag full of goodies. I went to the store, bought some, you know, cheap toys just yep. to like take out my bag when she was getting a little antsy on the flight. 
We did use the iPad more than we wanted to, you know, because we're very strategic with the iPad use, but definitely it's a good strategy when they're on the plane. She didn't even, I think, realize we were on a plane, to be honest. Yeah, like, it was first, she was yeah. so good. Like it, we had no trouble. Like she just was in her own world, having a good time. And I think having those different activities for them is very important yeah. Snacks, um, to engage in. iPad. Definitely um, snacks. Yeah. And, and if they like if they love the color, yes. get the, they have the rectangular crayons that don't roll. Mm. Those are those are key. Right. <laughs> that is a good That's one. Key. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. With a, string, with a string attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. good. But you talk about other sites. A couple of other things. If you're gonna apply for a credit card or you're just trying to use things to, to improve your credit, maybe you're getting ready to apply for a home or a refinance or a car loan or whatever you're doing. A lot of people are hesitant of getting into uh, you know, travel hacking and credit card hacking because they're like, oh, it's going to hurt my credit, right? I literally have 45 credit cards that are open. And so and my credit score is you know, upper 700s, low 800s, depends upon what's going on at the time. But your credit, your credit score is like a, a living, breathing being. You, know, you check it today, you check it tomorrow. It could be two different scores based on w- which bank reported each day. And so when you apply for a new credit, credit card, your initially your score is going to go down by a couple of points, right? Because you have that new credit inquiry on, on your report. Overall, when it starts reporting, the new account starts reporting to the credit bureau, it may go down a little bit just because you have, because like your average age of, of, of accounts has decreased because you have a brand new card, right? But overall it will increase because you have a new available credit that's popped onto your credit limits. And so your utilization, which is approximately a third of your score has now gone down. So that boosts your credit score. So if you use credit cards strategically and, and avoid racking up a bunch of debt, credit cards can actually improve your credit score pretty dramatically. One tip what I do is if, you're, if I'm getting ready to apply for mortgages, because I, I, I do a lot of like rental uh, property investing as well, is if you pay off your credit card right before the statement closes, they basically will report a zero balance. Even though like you spend, you know, a thousand, two thousand, whatever you spend every month, if you if you pay it off right before the statement closes, they'll report zero balance and zero payment due, which also also helps for your debt to income ratio when you're trying to qualify for the loan. So, but you mentioned like uh, what websites, a great one that I use a lot is called Award Wallet. A couple of my buddies, they run the site. And basically what it does is it keeps track of all of your loyalty programs. So you you provide all your login information. And the next thing you know, it, it tells you how many points you have for each of the different airlines or hotels. Because the last thing you want to do is like earn all these miles and points and then let them expire. You did all this work to, to get all this stuff. And the last thing you want to do is like not use them. So this helps you do that. A lot of times, if you just spend a little bit on your card that's aligned with it or use the shopping portal, just kind of earn miles and points in different ways. It kind of resets the clock on your miles and points. That way you don't lose them. Love it. Love it. No, that's great advice. We're going to become travel hackers, yes. right? We're about this to have year. a hackathon or hackathon, whatever, whatever you guys year. call it. About to do. So, speaking of hackathon, I yeah. want to know what were some of the best perks that you've received to date from out of all your travel, travel hack experiences? Well, I mean, the benefits, there's different levels of benefits, right? Like sometimes upgrades are nice, you know, or just being able to redeem for business class flights. I mean, it's really awesome. Getting like the nice champagne or, you know, nice uh, alcohol, or whatever on the flights, plus, you know, great food. But like, I what I really like, and I think if you're going to travel on a, on a regular basis, 
being able to, to get one of the premium credit cards that, that offers airport lounge experience, that is that is something that is like a game changer, as well as the perks for you know either global entry or TSA free check reimbursement. Because I hate waiting in lines. Like I'm all about efficiency and everything like that. And the fact of like having to sit in line, you got to take off your shoes, you got to take off your belt, you know, you got to take your, you know, your shaving cream or whatever out of your bag. You got to take your laptop out of your bag. That is annoying and it takes forever. Like, especially when you're traveling with children. Oh my God. Now you got to do all their stuff too. Like going through the TSA pre-check line, you can keep all that in the bag. You don't, and, and, and you don't have to go in through the, like the invasive scanner where you have to like turn around, you got to do all that stuff. No, you just go through like a metal detector and you're, it's quick and you're right there through easy, easy through it. Even if you have to pay, even if you have to pay cash for it, it's a hundred bucks for global entry for five years. So 20 bucks a year, totally worth it. Totally worth it. Especially if you're going to travel internationally. TSA pre-check is like the domestic version of it, 17 bucks a year, basically. So totally worth it. As far as like other things, it's really just having those experiences. Like I'm all about being able to travel with my kids and show them the world. And I look at it as that the more I can show them the world, the more they're going to understand that, yeah, there are differences between us and other people in other countries, but the more they're also going to recognize the similarities and also just realize that, yeah, there are differences, but those differences are okay. Like maybe I can learn from them. I'm going to eat some of their amazing food. I'm going to learn some of their, their really cool culture. And I think it just makes a better human. Love it. And that's, I think we're aligned on that because that's one thing we want to do with our children, you know, just show them the world. And I think travel hacking is a great way to do that in an economic, in an economical way. (laughs) One question I do have before we have to wrap up, you know, you mentioned some of the premium cards. One thing about the premium cards in my research is that oftentimes they have a yearly fee Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's hundreds of dollars. So like, what's your recommendation on that for people who are like, oh my God, I, you know, I want, I want access to the airport lounges, but I do not want to pay that, those hundreds of dollars. What, what can people do for that? Well, really there's no real, real way around it. Like you're going to have to shell out the, the cash, right? Like the Capital One Venture X is 395, you know, the Chief Sapphire Reserve is 550, American Express Platinum Card is 695. So, I mean, there are a lot of money, but a lot of times they offer different perks, like travel credits and stuff like that, that offset the annual fee or at least a majority of it, right? So like the Chief Sapphire Reserve, they give you $300 annual travel credit. The Amex Platinum, you get a $200 airline credit for like checking your bags and, and all these other things. Plus you get like, um, you get Walmart Plus reimbursement. You get some uh, digital reimbursements. You get all these other things. Next thing you know, you basically got a, like $1,000 of value from all these credits versus paying that fee. And so- if you're going to do those things anyways, use that, you, okay, pay that fee and you basically got everything at a discount. The big thing is like paying the, for those big cards and then not using them. It's just a, a waste of money, really. But I will say this, like, just like a last departure thing is obviously you're a couple, we call in our world, we call it, you know, player one and player two. And so what you can do is each one of you can get whatever cards that you like the value from, right? So say you, you like Hyatt and you want that card and you get the annual free night. Well, you know, RJ, you can get one card and Angie, you can get the same card. And now you can book your free nights back to back. And now you got a, a weekend vacation for free using both of your free nights. 
Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Date night is going to be uh, <laughs> every weekend. I was going somewhere. Every oh, weekend. Yeah. oh, we're going to we got, we got to bring the kids. So we got to do it every every yeah. other weekend. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we'll yeah, figure yeah. it out. But I love it. Yeah. No, this has been great, Lee. You shared a lot of great gems for our audience. And even for us, we're definitely going to go back and start researching and figuring out our strategy for hacking travel. So for those who want to learn more, where can they connect with you? Where can they find you? Yeah. So my primary website is baldthoughts.com and you know, I'm bald and I think about a lot of things. So it's baldthoughts.com. And then if you want to listen about the, the podcast and want to get inspiration for potential places to travel, there's over 200 destinations there. And that's at wetravelthere.com or you know, on any of your favorite podcast apps. But just look for We Travel There with Lee Huffman. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming and dropping so much knowledge. Uh, we're definitely going to be travel hackers. So we're about to enter the matrix, as you yeah. said. So we're ready. <laughs> Thanks no, so much. We're definitely going to check out your website too, because I'm like, I just need an easy, like just a one-stop shop where I can learn everything I need to know so that I can start the process. So thank you, Lee, for coming on. No, absolutely. It's been a pleasure being here. And I really appreciate everything you're doing about trying to help couples and families you know, improve their finances. I will say this. As much as I love my site and I want you to come to my site, if you don't like the stuff that's on my site or you don't like connect with me, that's totally fine. You know, search different websites, you know, and see like, see who resonates with you, right? Maybe there's, maybe you want a female voice. Maybe you want a, a voice that's not a white male, middle-class guy with two kids, right? Maybe you want something different. Even if you don't like my site, go and find somebody else, subscribe to their channel and get all their information, you know, or just go Google. Anytime you want to figure out wherever you're going to go, a destination, a, a program or whatever, Google it. You're going to find loads and loads of websites all talking about that same topic. Thank you. Thanks, Lee. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram at Rich by Intention for money tips and inspiration. 